Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now it's time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers at Law. With special guests Sonny and Gil, two rival gang members that created a show and a brand called the American Cholo. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside me is the world famous Joe Grande. And normally it's Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers at Law. But today joining us is the Pop Brother, Craig Wasserman. How you doing, buddy? It's awesome, guys. Glad to be here. So tell us what you got in uh, Cannabis World, uh, Joe, first. Well, thank you guys all for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world, 86 different countries, yes. and we love each and every one of you. Thank you. If you ever want to call the show, it's 800-420-1980-BLUE. What is it again? 1-800-420-1980. Craig, in Espanol, please. 800-420-1980. Orale. Look at that bottle over there. Got him. That gringo's no joke, huh? Damn it. You know how to speak Spanish? You know what it is. <laughs> Well, you guys, make sure you call us up, leave us a message, follow us on Instagram at Cannabis Talk 101, at pot underscore brothers, underscore at underscore law. Mark's at Was Law and at court right now, so he'll be probably popping yeah. in via Zoom. And Craig is at Was Law Dog, Blue's at one Christopher Wright. Yes. And I am at Joe Grande 52. And before we get to our guests, Sonny and Gil from American Cholo, they're on Instagram at the real. American Cholo. But first of all, welcome, Sonny and Gil. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you for having us. And do me a favor, um, Gil, don't eat the mic. I know uh, you look hungry, so please don't eat the mic. Damn, <laughs> that, that's Sonny. That's Sonny. Oh, that's Sonny. Damn it, Sonny. Damn it. I didn't get that. Hey, I was late. Damn. Sonny, I'm already attacking you on. Look at I like it. Oh, you got me. You got me already. I already got him earlier, so it didn't Come on, matter. Joe. Relax, Joe. Come but, on. Ma, Craig, Craig, you have some news for us first before yeah, we get started. Yeah, a little started. bit of tidbits here. Again, I found this time, actually, this is awesome. Missouri Republican congressional candidate Ryan Dirks posted on Facebook, quote, I don't see why cannabis needs to be illegal, especially in a place where alcohol and tobacco are legal. Freedom to choose. Mm. Tax it. Put it in science labs. So here we got a Republican who wants to legalize cannabis in Missouri. Mizzou. So Not only that, they're cracking huge. out there. You know, my wife's from Kansas, and a lot of people, and CBD's legal in Kansas, and a lot of people are opening their eyes out there, which is still close enough to that Bible Belt that you wouldn't think that Kansas and Missouri, especially that state line, they'll, I didn't expect them folks to be flopping over as much as they are, to be honest Does with you. I think they're, they're going to flip sooner or later. Yeah. All the Do you guys have are. a dog named Toto? 
No, (laughs) but there's no place like home. (laughs) There's no place like home. So we have another one. Rhode Island Democratic congressional candidate Dylan Conley tweeted, as your congressman, I'll fight to right the ship of the cannabis industry as more and more states legalize it. Roughly 40,000, 40,000 Americans continue to sit in jail for cannabis related offenses. Mm. This must be change oh that's so terrible. We, we i mean the nice thing is about these these are candidates who are actually throwing it in their policy statements as part of their congressional uh bid for you know a higher office and hopefully they're not just you know hopefully they're not lying like a lot of other politicians have lied in the past just to get the votes to try and get the uh, minority vote you mean because they're <laughs> the smoker vote yeah any vote that any yeah vote. yeah it's true any, anybody who votes all the Smoke smokers the if we vote. got all the smokers the green off vote. their ass bottom line it's the, the green, green vote that they're looking the for you know i mean yeah. it ain't black brown right. it's green yeah, dog right. this is true and they ain't talking that's gringo right. it's just green just green. so if we if we if we want the feds to take it off the schedule list it looks like it's going to take the in the november elections People voting for Democrats across the board, every single Democrat, I think, running for Congress in almost any state in this union are for cannabis legalization. Mm. And uh, until that happens, the House of Representatives can vote. They're going to do they're going to vote on the Moore Act. They're going to vote on they've already voted on other other bills that would allow banking for cannabis. And what does it do right now in the Republican controlled Congress uh, Senate? It just dies on the Senate floor. That's it. Just why sits does it there do that every single time, Craig? When all these people want to vote for all these people, get out of their house because Mitch McConnell, who change. runs Mitch McConnell, who who is like eight hundred years old and runs the uh, Senate. How does Mitch get out? Tro- How do we get Mitch out of there? Got to vote for the person. You got to be supportive of the person running against him. Which I can't think off the top of my head her name, but I think she's ex-military. And they're hoping that she uh, she beats him. But I, is that I don't in know. November we can vote to get Mitch out of there? If you live in his district, I believe he's from Kentucky. You're gonna have to move to Kentucky, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm down. <laughs> Time to go. Let's yeah. go. Or, or, or we or we just push everybody. Yeah. Go vote. You know, you can Google who your congressman is, who your Democratic or Republican people running for the district in which you live. We can go to normal n o r m l dot org and. Put in your zip code. Vote. People vote, 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 vote. I've been saying that for years. I mean, now we've got it forefront that it, things aren't going to change unless you get out there and vote. And You've been can't. saying smoke, smoke, smoke for years. And it bro. sounds like vote. Smoke because the he's vote. Really yeah, smoke, smoke, smoke the smoke, vote. Smoke, smoke. Which actually, there's a website now. My brother and I should have should have grabbed that website years ago, but we had come up with smoke the vote. And I think there's uh, there's actually a website, Smoke the Vote. Well, that's, go on that that's with normal. And, that's and actually registered. with normal, right? I know. They stole our idea. Wow. We, should we shouldn't have told them. And then so we had them on the it, show Joe. yesterday. Oh, that's it. I just wanted to bring up those two more. Well, I like to bring those up as often as I can. I, I'm so, so glad. Re- remember to get out there and vote. Please, Everyone people. go out there and vote. We have a big one coming up. But right now on the show... We have the American, the real American Cholos right here, Sonny and Gil. I got to ask you guys, Blue, you ran across them. Explain how you met these cats and why they're here today. You know, actually, I met them on a um, 
uh, at the park during the handball tournament. I was invited to by another friend of mine and uh, went down there just with some gr- great individuals and started seeing the culture of everything that they were doing. Blew me away because it brought me back to my, my youth days and everything else that was going on. And um, just got to meet these guys and, and started hearing about their story and what they're currently doing. Uh, really enjoyed that and uh, decided to have them on the show. And not only that, we went and checked out their uh, YouTube page, which is uh, just American Cholo, right? That's right, right, American Cholo. American Cholo, and that is you, Gil, that's on there mostly, right? Yeah, that is I, but we do the podcast together, me and Sonny Boy. Nice. And, and the podcast, that's right. So I was watching a podcast, I'm sure, there. And Gil and Sonny, how do you guys meet? How do you guys come up with this real American Cholo? Let's let's figure this out first. Well, it, it originally started as, uh, it was it was more myself. It was uh, actually started more like a anti-gang type thing at first. And then it just evolved. Uh, me and him actually talked on, on YouTube, on, on, uh, on just the messaging, tra- The right? comments. On the, the comments. comments. Like two 17-year-old girls. Hi, yeah. hi. Hey, what's up, girl? I, I, I I was hi, Cholo. Orale, pues, Cholo. Yeah, yeah. He told me he was a hot chick. And as you can tell, <laughs> yeah. he, he catfished me. Catfished. I was trying to catch, trying to catch him slipping. Well, <laughs> you did. What came out crazy was me and him were actually enemies back in the days as far as gang goes. Yeah. No way. Like blood, blood enemies. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we were enemies. And all, we all met over uh, uh, Pato Menudo. He said, hey, why don't you come to East L.A.? He lives in East L.A. Come over, have some great menudo. We sat down. Before I went to go meet but, but him. But where were you at, Gil? Because Sonny's in East L.A. Where I'm, are you? I'm in North Hollywood. Okay. And I grew up, and I've been there since 81. Okay. So yeah. I, I went over there. I told my wife, hey, I'm going to go meet this guy. And then uh, I called some of my homies. Hey, have you heard of this guy? Yeah, they, they heard of him. So even some of my homies are like, are you sure going to go I meet recognize this, guy? this dude from when I was a youngster, man. <laughs> this guy's been running around forever. Sonny? Sonny's been running around oh, forever. Oh, Sonny's an OG. Yeah, Sonny's been He's running been around in, forever. He's been in and out of a few bars. I Sonny's can tell you old. You think? Sonny's yeah. old. That's what he is. So old. We, we went out there, and uh, we, we hooked up, and we, we clicked ever since. But we kind of got on the same page. And then eventually we were uh, interviewed him because it's hard for. I mean, how was that? You guys hooking up? <laughs> right. Everybody was like, "Hold on, I know where you're going, but I gotta ask, who's the power bottom?" Look at, look at. Let me let me let me check this out. Let me let me let me this out. We didn't hook up. You guys want to? You guys want to? You guys didn't start touching bases or nothing, right? Okay. We're not like you two. We're not like you two. Okay, okay, okay. We're back. Okay, we're back. I realized it was from my enemies. Yeah. At the time, and I. I was like, wow, whatever. I'm getting a little older. Yeah. Uh, but did your homies look at it like, what do you mean? Who's this Gil well, from North Hollywood? I know that. that that's funny. The the guys that were really about it are the ones that said, hey, Pole, go, go handle your business. Yeah. It's the ones that weren't really about it were the ones griping yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 hey, yeah. They missed me with all that. Yeah. So anyways, he had gotten another podcast, and he was talking about uh, another YouTuber that had came out, and um, we're all in the same vicinity. We're all within minutes Say, of each other. Yeah. And um, this one guy was some, saying some stuff, and it was just untruthful. Completely untruthful. Completely made up. And he had actually brought it up. And I was like, hey, I got to give this dude his props. So we started talking on the, on the comments a little. Because you called him out on it. Yeah, because yeah, I called, called him out. Right. Yeah, he so, told him this is real. So what happened was, um, he was he went to one of his little little videos about Menudo and he's bringing out some watered out ass Menudo. This is just like all water. Right, like, right, Dude, right. Why don't you come it's down pink. here? They got some real, they got some real <laughs> Menudo over here. Yeah. Like, oh, I guarantee you this is the best you're going to get. And sure enough, he came down there and to East LA. He came down to East LA. I told him where was that and I told him I'll probably shoot by. So I came down there to visit him and then that's when we started talking. So you actually went to the other hood then. Yeah, no, I, no his, his neighbor was actually in Burbank but he lives in East LA. 
So I went there. Like I went with me, my wife, my brother-in-law, and his wife. He came with his homeboy. And he, as soon as he walked in, he kind of reminds me of one of my homies doing life in prison. Big guy like this. Right. Same, same kind of attitude. Same everything. So we kind of hit it off. And, and ever since then, brother, I mean, I talked to this guy more on the phone than I do with my wife. Nice. That's funny, though. But isn't that crazy how our culture, especially being Latino, has we do that to each other when de- you know damn well whether you're Sureño, Norteño, they're the same damn type of vato that's in your neighborhood that's over there 350 miles away. Well, that's it, yeah. took, it took me years to figure that out, but I think I figured it out faster than most. But at the same time, I was real advanced in, my, in, the, in the gang life after so many years. Sonny, probably about three, four years ago, would have still rushed me because I'm from his enemy's gang. <laughs> literally, no, literally. Seriously. Literally, seriously. Yeah. I, would, I, had off, I got offered a job. As a gang uh, gang coordinator, not a coordinator, but somebody that... Counselor. Counselor. A gang counselor. And I turned it down, and he was like, why? And I said, because, dog, if, I, if some dude from North Hollywood comes in here and tells me from North Hollywood, I'm going to rush him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I am, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm you're tripping, gonna, but... You're going to catch one. <laughs> but as, as I got a little older, the last few years, things have changed, and my mentality has changed, and I've seen some things that, that made me change. So then I started to look at the bigger picture. You know, it's it's what, funny because I what I, what was it what was it that made you change? Yeah, if I what are ask? those changes? That's a good good question, Craig. There was especially okay. for people out there trying to maybe get out of the life. Well, I live in East LA, so I used to go to I go to this little liquor store to buy uh, single cigarettes every once in a while. I don't like to buy the whole pack because I smoke too much. So I go to get a single cigarette, and there used to be this kid. He's about 16, 17 years old, skinny, all decked out. Posted up in his neighborhood every day by himself at night, in the morning, whenever he's there. So one day, um, we have to have some business with the guys there and talking to him. And uh, I get an opportunity to talk to this kid, and I'm telling him, "Hey, what are you doing here by yourself? Where's all your homeboys?" And he's like, "Well, they'll come around." And then when his homeboys comes around, they tells him to go do something. And I'm like. So I get him alone, and I'm talking to him, and I tell him, dude, you know, you're just a crash dummy, honey. You're just a crash dummy. Why, why are you even playing the game? Might as well just go do it real quick, get busted, start your time. Yeah. And something clicked in me where it was like I could see myself in him. I could see myself, and I could see where his future was. And that kid was like, you know, I was like, man, this kid's just heading down the wrong road. So, um... I left them, didn't say nothing, dropped, left them off. And um, the next day I go to the store again, like normal. He's not there. A couple days later, not there. Keeps on going. Comes about two months later, I catch him walking in the house. He lives on the corner. I catch him walking out of his house, and I see him. What's up, Doc? He's like, hey, hey, thank you. For what? What you told me that night. He goes, I got a girlfriend. I got a job. I went back to school. Bought myself a car already. Damn. I was like, damn, this kid just changed Picked his up. whole life just for something. And little- I just turned down my gang counselor job, and I just ah, didn't know I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, and then I even bought him a, 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 a pamphlet, a study pamphlet for an electrician job that he was going to go to school to a school for. So I've been trying to help him out as much as I can. But uh, he yeah. lives, he so lives that was local. a turning point then. That was my turning point. That's when I started to. Yeah, uh, it's, it a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little harder for different ones. For me, it was uh, I got into my gang in 89. I was 14 years old. Uh, by 91, I'm already committed to the California Youth Authority. I got eight years for shooting at some cops. 
I go do two years. I get out. I'm a little more progressed in the gang. I get busted again with the Tech Nine. I go back, do two years. I get out. This time is '96. This time I'm like the top of the food chain in my in my hood. I'm um, in in SA gangs. There's not ever really one shot caller, but I was one of the few guys calling shots by this time. I progressed real quick in the gang. Then I got busted again. They actually raided my house for my mom. My mom was a, a cocaine dealer back in those days, right? They raided a house for her. She comes to me and tells me, hey, if you got guns in the house, get them out. They're coming. I come out. They catch me with two more guns. So now I'm going back in. Uh. Th- this time I'm thinking I'm going to get stretched out. Something happens. I end up doing another two years. I get out in 99. But the crazy part was when I got busted in 90, it was 96, 97 January when I got busted in my mom's. The second I walked back into that county jail, I looked around and something in my eyes just opened up. And I started seeing all these guys like, wait a minute, dude. Am I going to be this 40-year-old dope fiend when I get older? This is what I want to be? It's something just, something right there just popped Click. out. A week a week earlier, I'm ready to go do life. I'm ready to go kill somebody for my hood. But as soon as I walked in there, I'm like, nah, dude. When I get out of this place, I'm never coming back. And they actually sent me to a psych when I was in there going for parole because I told them, Mr. Tejada, we're here to see you. You're going to let you go, this and that. I told them, listen, man, I should probably be doing life somewhere. When you guys let me go, all I'm going to tell you, I'm never coming back over here. I've came to parole three times. I've told you this. I've told you that. I'm done with the lies. I'm just telling you I'm never coming back. They said, you do know you're, we're here to let you to know if you're going to get paroled or not. I said, yeah, I understand that. I said, but I'm not coming back. They sent me to the psych. They gave me another year. I got out. I got out. Ninety nine. That was a good speech you gave him. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve more months. Yeah, I don't care. Another year. Oh. I got out. Ninety nine. I never went back, man. I, I still live in my neighborhood. That's a blessing. I, I, I actually, uh, me and my wife bought a house in my neighborhood about eight years ago or whatnot. Now I actually hire homies that are coming out the joint because I'm trying to show them, look, brother, there's a different life. And the sad thing is that it's your you're a product of your environment a lot of times, man. Yeah. So what, what neighborhood is well, that? What, what neighborhood are you guys? Uh, uh, North Hollywood boys. North Hollywood boys and from Mountwood well, Street. Let, let me ask Wood. let me ask okay. you this for for people out there who, you know, it sounds like you were really you know in deep as you can get. Um, how is it you know uh, uh, you know getting out so to speak? Because you see you know you hear stories, guys like us watch TV, you know all that kind of shit. But for people who really are listening right now, going fuck, that's me right now, and there's another way to go. There's I mean, no, how? There's no process to really get out. No one set process. It's all. It depends on your neighborhood. It depends on who you're dealing or or how involved you're in. Yeah. Shifting. How deep are you really? You know, you know because how much financially are you involved? Yeah. In this yeah. You're, how many credit cards you got out there? <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, yeah. It, it's, tough. it's um. Most, most most people got an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm not crossing that line, and after that, I'm done. And and the people that 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 a lot of people will say, oh, they're gonna kill you, they're gonna kill your family. That doesn't. I've never run across anybody you, like that. What you, about you, you Gil? You, you, uh, I think I think where that that comes from is from Central American gangs, like you see uh, MS thir- MS thirteen, 18th Street over there in Central America. Yeah, if you don't join the gang, they're gonna kill you, brother. Straight yeah. up, or or you're in for life, or you or you're in for life, which one way or another well, you're gonna well, get killed. Well, I think there's a fine line too. I mean, when you start to get so deep into into what's really happening in politics, if you're if you're like really tied into it, you know, and then you kind of cross like this this threshold you could end up you know yeah you got no choice yeah anymore. yeah you, you you become a torpedo you know what i mean yeah it, but that, it, but you're crossing into gangs into prison politics yeah it's a whole different yeah realm. yeah but i'm talking about like if you're just talking street stuff like you know and and you grew up with your homeboys and you're like hey dude like i'm taking a break there's not really anybody they could influence you they might jump you they might talk a little shit right. or clown on you you might and not really jump you'll probably just end up throwing blows with somebody to tell them to f off but it really doesn't it doesn't come to a point like where you see in the movies like oh they're gonna kill you if 
you don't get if you try and get out. It's more or less they're just going to you know whoop your ass or talk shit because you know, you're gonna beef with your boy and and really you have that that ability just to kind of stay home and just do you yeah. you know well, well like with me when I decided when I I had my kid I decided I was gonna, I was gonna hang up the khakis is what I like to say. I'm gonna hang up my khakis. Big khakis. I'm gonna go do my thing. They were big, they're huge. <laughs> but at that time, I was little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, I decided to hang up the khakis, and um, I told my homeboys, "I'm not gonna be coming around. I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I'm gonna make sure my kid has a decent life." My homies were like, oh, "Handle your business, homie. Good, good, yeah. good, good." And they left me alone for a while, and then you get the little call, "Hey, um, we're having a party tonight. Why don't you just swing by? Bring your old lady. Nobody's gonna trip. All right, go." Cool. But those calls start coming more often. And then the next you know, you're caught up full-blown back you're into back everything. In. It's like a drug. Yeah, yeah you yeah, get absolutely. caught up in everything. So it's a lot of times it's like, even if you want to get out, it's you just get dragged in by just trying to be a friend to somebody. You're thinking you're being their friend. But when, when you get in a life term, nobody cares no, about it, you. Exactly Trust me. Exactly what, right. what Blue just said. It's, it's like a drug because I live literally, I don't know, maybe four blocks from the heart of my hood, right? But... I'm. I either I have the willpower or whatnot not to get sucked up, sucked into that life again. I got homies that live maybe two miles from me, three miles from me. I haven't seen them in 10, 15 years. Yeah. Because they go straight home. They don't come around. They don't go to any. I I, I try to. I, I do interact with my homies, but I try to be the positive guy. Because if I'm not gonna be the positive guy, it's gonna be an older guy like Sonny that's gonna make him be worse. Hey, go to work, fool. Show us out here. Get your back. It's just great. We're talking to no. Sonny and Gil from American Cholo. When we come back, Sonny, I want to hear your story. And when I say story, I want to hear the jails parts, the prison parts. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back with the real American Cholo. That's right. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. We are here with Sonny and Gil of American Cholo. The American Cholos. And Sonny, when we, before we went to break, I wanted to hear your story. Like Gil broke down his, at what age did you jump in? And, and the pinta, how did that work out for you? Well, well, let me tell you just real quick. It wasn't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it sound so good, Joe. I want to say 14. <laughs> I want to say 14, 15. My, my neighbor's a little different. In than Burbank, right, you said? Yeah, from Elmwood Street in Burbank. But I was one of the original founding members of Elmwood. So um, before Elmwood actually got big, we were already running around and doing things. You know, just a little group of friends. Um, we used to play football together and... For the different neighborhoods. Yeah, that's the way the game yeah. starts. It's neighborhood yeah. homies, period. Yeah. Playing so, wiffle ball and basketball. <laughs> it got it, it progressed uh in about mid eighties. I got uh shot for the first time. Uh I went to Hollywood Boulevard cruising. I was with some girl and some guy just decided to walk by and tell me that uh that her ass looked nice and I don't know if I can say ass, but Yeah, you're good. He she had a nice ass, so um, me being the hot head, hot head I am, I went in um, backhanded him like a girl, and yeah. um, he had a few homies with them, so they came back and put and they the shot the you. Business. Yeah, they shot me. Well, we got busy first, but they landed up shooting me, and then um, shattered my arm. Then um, I, I got out. I was in the hospital for like a year for that. Wow. So when I came out of the hospital, um, I went right back to doing my thing out there, handling business, messing around. Um, I got shot again in the back uh, with a shotgun on the corner. Ow. Came back. In Burbank in or where? Time. Yeah, oh, in Burbank. Burbank. Yeah. He's a big target. Yeah. So the first time. Yeah. The, that Burbank. It, it, I didn't know Burbank got down like that, dog. I thought it was just armors. Oh, he told me something one day. He said it was 460-some shootings in one year. In uh, Burbank? In Burbank. Early, early, late, late. And, and me yeah, being I his remember, enemy, yeah, I, I used to think the same thing. I used to think, Burbank, fucking, that's a white boy city, right? Yeah. Well, then, not a white boys, but yeah, the but, next door well, to Glendale yeah, is Armenian. No, so but like, his, his neighborhood, actually, you go there, yeah, it was it was like going to Pacoima or something. It yeah, was, it was it's real. It was hood. Well, that, that's what I say. Like, no one really knows. I, I grew up in, in Downey, and, and everybody's like, oh, Downey's like the, the you know, East, I mean, the, uh, the Beverly Hills for the Mexicans, you know? And I'm like, yeah, until you're stuck on Imperial Highway, you know, and, and, you know, and you're on the border of Firestone over yeah, there yeah. in Pico, or you're in Linwood, and you're on the border. You know, like if you if you live in the nice area, yeah, there's a beautiful place in town, but there's also a shitball spot right down the street that'll get you. I really didn't know Burbank up. had it like that. I <laughs> yeah. worked in Burbank for years. So then what happens? So I get shot in the back. It's bird shot. I go to my homeboy's sister, uh, my homeboy's mom, and she gets an exacto knife and she's cutting out the yeah, cutting yeah. out the pallets. You know, I wasn't nothing serious, but, you know, it got me. <laughs> so, I'm glad you look at it that way. So, so what landed up happening was, uh, yeah. I had been saying, I'm not going to be going back to the neighborhood. I'm not kicking it on the corner of where I'm done, dude. I'm not doing that no more. I'm tired of getting shot. 
But by then, I was already start picking up a gun. I was like, I'm done. I'm picking up a gun. They come at me. I'm, I got him. Um, went around for a couple of years. Everything was cool. Where where yeah, we were handling business, but nothing too serious. Nobody was. I didn't get shot no more, so I was cool. That's always a good thing. <laughs> then I got hit in the foot with an axe. Some guy trying to hit me with an axe. Chopped off half my foot. Um, you lost half your foot? I and you got the replacement? Yeah. It, it, oh, my so God. You're a my, mess. My foot just basically, boom. Anyways, um, I got stabbed twice in the lungs at my house. And I was with my, my kid's mother. And that's where things started to change. I was like, man, I'm tired. I'm tired doing this. And then right after that, I think that's the night she told me she was pregnant. She was, I'm pregnant. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm cool. I got to stop this. And I was all right until I and started. And you never went in at this point? You'd never been in? I had been in the county for, for a couple of days. Nothing big. There's always DA rejects. Because like, back in those days, well, at least with my homeboys, we were all solid. Nobody was telling nobody. So we were getting away with everything. We were literally getting away with everything. And... What was I telling you? What, what part? You just got your time. It was just. Oh, you know, yeah. My, my wife, I decided to get a job and, and do everything right. And then I started getting those calls. Hey, fool, we're going to have a party once you come down. Right. Hey, fool, we're going to have a party and come down. And I decided to go to a New Year's party. And they lit my homeboys up like bad. And one of my, my close friends um, let them get paralyzed over it. And I was like, well, I'm going out. So I started going out little by little, and I was calling out of work, doing stuff so I can go look for these guys. And then I ended up going back, um, going start going back to the neighborhood because I lost a job. So I started going back to the neighborhood every night, partying, and just started leaving until I got a life term. Um, I picked up a life term in uh, February of 1992. So um, I went to prison and. Uh, 92, no, I went in prison in 93, almost 90, almost 94, and I got out in 2000. I overturned the case, so I got out. How were you able to do that? Nice. Yeah, what What, what was the grounds that's a for good, that? That's a good one. You got life, and you're able to get out. Well, what he it was say that's always good, huh? He STFU'd. Yeah. He STFU'd. <laughs> hey, that's like always that. the biggest blessing. Like, wait a minute, I got life, and I'm out. Well, there was multiple shootings the night I got busted. There was... uh. I think it was three shootings, separate shootings. One in Burbank, one in Glendale, one in Burbank. They pinned me for three shootings, well, both shootings in Burbank at one time, and they weren't. I can't be at two places at one time, yeah. Doc. So yeah. they were trying to get me from Glendale to, they put those two those two shootings together, but when they put the two shootings together, they said that um, I was in Glendale at the time. I had like something like, four, five minutes to be in that spot to do that shooting and to get back, and it was impossible. So they were actually going like up and down the freeways. Even if Brand Boulevard had all the green lights. Yeah, <laughs> there was no way of doing it because yeah. it was deeper into Burbank. Right. It was deeper into Glendale, more towards Northeast LA. So um, they, I got dropped. They, they had insufficient evidence on certain things. They had hid uh, information that they had that would show that I was – yeah, I was in evidence. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Uh, What's it called, Craig? Exculpatory evidence. The <laughs> prosecution is yeah. supposed to, by law, hand anything over that's in the favor of the defendant. That's right. Because they had a, a, a bullet, a bullet hole diameter was uh, 
I supposedly, what I had supposedly was a 22 rifle. And they had a quarter inch hole in a window. And that would have been a 25 caliber. So they, they didn't use, they didn't have the right caliber. Right. If it was a 22, like, it was supposed to be gun. something like three eighths of an inch or something. But in a quarter of an inch, they couldn't. They tried to throw all the wow. shootings on me, and they couldn't. It was multiple shootings, but the guy that actually did it is the one that told on me. Man. So I was like, wow. And he's either the homie or that one of your homies? Yeah, he was. He was the homie. He <laughs> was the homie. He was the homie. He was the first one that ever told on anybody. Really? The rat in the neighborhood. They have him sometimes. Oh, I mean, jeez. They all got him, brother. They and it took him. me almost... Uh, well, about five years is overturned after two years in that county, almost two years in the county. So it took uh, seven years. And so now that you're in East L.A. and, you know, you're part of the, the whole Burbank, um, the Elmwood Street guys, h- how does East L.A. take you in? Because you're OG. Well, there's no doubt looking at you. You, you see it. You know how you can just see it in the motherfuckers. That like, hey, okay. You're stereotyping now. You're well, stereotyping. You're, hey, you are, guess bro. what? You're right, I am. Yeah. And I'm going to roll the dice and call a spade a spade and a duck a duck and a thug a thug. You know what? He likes it. He likes it. Like, you're making him blush. You're making him blush. Hey, right blush. See it again, you know. Joe. Do it again. You crazy One more Charlo. time. Uno mas. What is, um, I moved in with my, my kid's mother, but originally I grew up in East Los Angeles. Um, from East Los Angeles, we went to Monte and La Puente. So I grew up in those areas, and to me, those are like home. Yeah, I know. I so you know. Still had some friends in the. I still have friends in the neighborhoods. So when I moved in, when I moved in this one little neighborhood called Little Eastside, and these guys are snappers. And um, as soon as I rolled up in that neighborhood, it was just like all bad with them. But that's one thing about East Los Angeles is you can't just move in from a different neighborhood and think you're cool. Yeah, you're not. They're going to test you. Yeah. They're going to mess with you. And those guys from Little Eastside, I earned their respect because that was about, let's do it. Right. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> let's do it. Just, I'm yeah. not going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm this, a kid in my lady here. This is home. Yeah. 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 And then um, I moved from one part of East LA to another, and Little Eastside actually came by and told that other gang, hey, leave him alone. Don't mess with him. He's cool. Where we check. Yeah. So I, I got a lot of respect as far as, uh, a lot of homies in East Los Angeles that I've known, and they've known me from when I was a kid. So, yeah. I'm How old are you now? Um, fifty-three. Nice. You know, it's funny because because growing up, you know, and 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 you you start to to bounce around and and you see all the different hoods and stuff like that, and you realize that like as you start to get older and and you realize that. Uh, you know, there's no difference between nope. what's going on. I mean, we're just we we. I feel like we were all sold a dream. You know, when mm-hmm. we were young. Absolutely. You know, there was this dream and this vision, and it was very powerful back then. Where it's not as powerful as it is anymore, and and I don't know why. You know, I mean, I, I just think it like it. Well, I know why. The the the, the cops got very very strict. Oh yeah. And 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 you know, it's funny because I see what's happening now in today's day, and I go, gosh, you know, when we were young, cops were way more brutal than they are now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're, people are, are like except they didn't they're have cameras princes. they didn't have phone yeah. well they're princesses oh, they now they're just as brutal now they just we just have video now no you well, know they were they, worse they when we were younger worse. I'm they saying were worse. To deal with they were dogs. worse dude yeah, listen Craig I, I can tell you this you know there, there was hey, nights. I got pulled over when I was 16. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and they there, took you there, back there to nights, Hanukkah no, camp. There was, <laughs> there was nights sick. where they would, they would, they would come in with, oh. you know, I would say 12 or 14, you know, cops, 
and maybe six cars, you know, maybe maybe eight cars. And they'd trap us in this little area. They'd, they'd handcuff everybody. They'd spray everybody with mace and tell them, whose neighborhood is this, homeboy? And if you didn't answer, you were going to get cracked with the billy club. And then you'd hit the floor. Like, it was that bad where, where I was at. You know, and it was because they wanted to create fear. You know, they were creating fear in, 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 in the cities in Norwalk, Downey, Paramount, well, Linwood, in the cities of minorities, the blacks and Mexicans, period. Yeah, like, I, I literally get pulled out of a car, and, and, and they weren't tripping on on weed, dude. Like, everybody's like, oh, I'm worried about weed. Like, they'd pull me over. Oh, the like, last thing they worried they, about. Yeah, they would come the up. Hood, and like, I agree with that. They hey, ain't tripping dude, on I can have a, you guys a tall Look, can, a, 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 yeah. you know. Well, let, let me ask you guys this. In light of what's going on today, while... Maybe how you were dealt with probably half those times they didn't arrest you. They just fucked with you really fucking hard. It's my guess. Warnings, whatever. Back then, if I'm wrong, tell me. But people were people getting as shot and killed as they are today rather than way worse. You up, trying to take worse. control. Way worse. worse. Way and worse. Let me, let me explain this. When, when you're in that life, you back, at least back in my day, we knew what we had coming. If you run yeah. from the cops... You were catching the beat down if they got a hold of you. You knew they it. caught you with the strap, you're getting lit up. Yeah. They're, you knew what you were getting into. Part of the game. That's just every everyday thing it with seems us. seems like these youngsters will act like they don't understand the rules. They like the don't. Rules. Well, they don't. What, what, it, what it is, it's, I think it's the narrative is... is they is, can get away with it. It's, it's sad because right now a lot of these guys, they, yeah, they shouldn't be getting killed. But like I, myself, I got caught with a gun three different times. But every single time they caught me with a gun, guess what I did? I froze, man, because I knew you shut the you shut the fuck up. You and got caught, yeah. And the problem is right now, people don't want to shut up. They want to argue. No, you argue after you get arrested. You get a lawyer. You do it the right way. But if you right, got you watch our shit, that's exactly <laughs> what we tell you. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If, if you if you're gonna argue, you got a gun, homie. You know what you got coming. Don't, don't I'm it. sorry. Don't you're cry gonna, about after. Yeah, and you and and I, I think there's a, even if you don't, don't even if you don't have a gun, yeah, exactly. I, if you don't have a gun, the minute you start arguing, we tell people the minute you start arguing, that gives the cop that out that they yes. currently have on qualified immunity hey i was afraid for my life yes that's it yes you know how easy of a threshold it is for them so when when you know when people engage in the script that we teach people it's calm polite and that's it i know my rights i'm shutting the fuck up comply complain later don't argue with the cop you're not going to win the conversation no matter what well all it does is agitate them and right or wrong, whether they should have you out of the car, whether they're yeah, but a some, some people will say you're a racist for saying that. Some for people saying say, for well, saying that you should call comply, a ball, you should a ball, and a duck, yeah. a duck, and you know. Well, they they, they are now <laughs> as, that, as we're li- as we're sitting here with Sonny and Gil from American Cholo on IG, the American Cholo. You know, I I'll tell you, Craig, to answer what you're what you're talking about is that. Everybody is is exploiting some bullshit right now, in in my opinion, from the streets. You know, like as a as a kid that grew up, you know, like I I, I was able to change about I I, I tell everybody I, I gang banged until I was about you know twenty eight to thirty two years old. You know, and and as I started to get to that, I, I started trying to change my clothes and wear my and talk differently and try to disguise myself to not be so. Um, You're wearing white pants. Yeah, yeah, just not to, not to be so. And he's not a painter. Not to be so relevant, but I also and tell hair. people all the time, Joe, I'm my I'm three inches from having my head shaved and two inches from having a gun in your face. Oh, man. And not, and not a lot of people up. understand that. That's you know right. what I mean? You know what? <laughs> we, we've had this, we've had this, like, this this exact discussion. Yes. On our our podcast many times well especially about the systemic racism you know when i decided i was going to stay out of trouble 
and I changed the way I dressed, the way I acted. I guess just my demeanor, something in me changed. I haven't been stopped in years. And if I do get stopped, there's something like minor, you know, hey, sir, they don't ask me where I'm from, nothing no more. Right. They don't buzz me Because your communication level, the yeah, way you're talking, changed. the way you're handling the yourself, you everything's changed, yeah. yeah. But if well, you're going to go in there and you're up to something and you're looking over your shoulder, of course the cops are going to notice because that's what they're trained to do. Well, it's the and, then, and, and sometimes gonna, they're right. <laughs> it's it's the rules of engagement. No, they haven't changed the rules of engagement. Like he was speaking, as soon as the officer feels threatened, he's got the right to shoot you. And until that changes, you better comply with what they're saying. Yeah. And and and, and any politician that's saying this and that, they don't change it. Whether it's a Republican or Democrat, they haven't changed the rules of engagement. They need to change that rules of right. engagement. If not, young people are going to continue. Even older people are going to continue to get shot. We have guns. Is that what you well, guys I, talk I, about I, on American Troll, the podcast too? A lot of this, that. Yeah. We we talk about anything from. Politics to Bud to I mean artists we just we, clowning yeah we talk we talk serious stuff we we try to bring we try to bring ourselves really put a Latino thing into it because I feel that we as Latinos raza we don't, we don't really have check. a voice we don't have really have prostate a platform Every, everybody <laughs> <did>. has a, <laughs> yeah <laughs> make sure you check your prostate if you're over forty guys you know what I mean if it's fit forty five no we we really we really did he he tried to get me because I was older try to clown me about getting my prostate checked. And now you go every like, day. Oh my now god! He's, no, he's it a... turns out he's had more than I have. Yeah. No way! Even though I'm older. Well, he's nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and then got, I told him, I told him, hey, boom. dude, they got me once. I go, but then I found out that they can do a blood test, and he goes, no, that's not true. I refuse the blood test. <laughs> <laughs> so he, that's why they call him Double Knuckle Gill. <laughs> and, then, and then Boo Boo, the other one, oh, gets stuck in the sterum. Oh, I'm like, no. dude, really? They didn't no. do all that to me. Uh, <laughs> they didn't throw me. Hey, uh, bend over. Hey, you know what? You look cute. Bend over. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, I'm done. Thank yeah. you very much. I'm finished with I, you. I went home and slept for about four hours. <laughs> left, my, left my clothes on. I swear Bro, to God. Why didn't you kiss my <laughs> neck at least first? Jesus, brother. What's wrong with you? Beautiful or something. Yeah, no, it was all bad. It you was know, all bad. I'll tell you one of the things that, that I admire, you know, is that you know, there, there's there's a lot of positivity in what you guys are doing right now, man. And and being a part of the the American Cholo, even the the concept, the name of what you guys threw out there. And again, when I when I was there at the 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 park in here in Stanton, I was I was there. I was like, man, this reminds me of so much of just being young, you oh, know, yeah, and, and enjoying it. But yet, there was, and, and I haven't seen, you know. The movements of shit going on, you know what I mean, yeah. I, and I and I, I I know that this whole this whole environment, and so I'm I'm you know I'm prancing around, I, and I was literally probably you know where's Waldo in the whole building because I, <laughs> I had a I had a little you know you know pretty boy shirt on and shit, and I'm like oh this guy's fucking wearing some tight clothes and shit, bouncing around, <laughs> but feel and my friend, but you're feeling yourself, well, feeling no, good. well this other guy comes up to me and he goes hey bro, he's like I don't know, but you look so you feel you just look so comfortable here, like I you know what I mean like you you know what's what's with you dog, and I was like I'm very comfortable. Here, That's you know, right. yeah, <laughs> and it, why shouldn't I? Be? And it's like, well, because it's probably the way I'm dressed, you know. Right. <laughs> but he You're was like, like you just look so comfortable here, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you see that guy over there, you know. And it's like this youngster dude, you know. And he was like, he looks like he was pushed to be here, you know. <laughs> he was like, you look like you're very comfortable here. You know? <laughs> I was like, but he's like, but you don't look like you fit in. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm just like, you know what, dude? Like, 
for for me again, it's it's not something that I'm ashamed of or or something that I'll ever forget or or you know my my culture of who I who I was or who I walked with. In fact, it made me a better, stronger person. I think that that it's 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 good to help others out there to understand where they're at in their lives, though, mm-hmm. and for people to see that this is what the culture is. Because when you he left there, he called me and he sent me videos going, Joe, look at this community look at the rasa just hanging oh, and it's like it. it's like any it. community i don't care if you're jewish black white asian Phil, whatever you are you know what i mean but to see the latin roots get together like that it's just great and dope because there's so much <laughs> hypocrisy out there saying when you get a bunch of mexicans together yeah, there's gonna be a fight and maybe it happens or a bunch of blacks <laughs> together they're gonna be a fight and maybe it happens but my point is, Blue was like, dude, Joe, this was such a great event. And so what you guys are doing, we just commend you. That's yeah. Right. Thank you guys, man. Thank you. Because, like, Blue brought it to my attention. We were online looking at videos and watching it, and I swear to you, we were, like, borderline sitting there, like, crying, like, man, like, we got to be at events like this. You know, and if, if you miss being part of that culture, like, you grew up, because I grew up that way, too. I grew up in Eastside, San Jose, and it's very, very, like, Here East go. L.A. No. He's going to start banging it. He's going to start banging it. I put 95127. What's up, <laughs> my boy? That's right. That's right. Here we the go. The funnier thing is I used to say that growing up, but not at the Norteño way, just like that's my zip code, dog. It's, I mean, it's funny. We even get Nortenos that, that listen to our show. And there was one, we were doing a handball tournament, um, the American Cholo first annual handball tournament, but the second one got put off because of COVID. But um, so when Artenio had asked me in the comment section, hey, what do I expect if we go down there? I go play the food and get tired from playing handball. Yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah. He was like, really? Really? We're not tripping on you. Yeah. We're and even the other homies that are there where, too? Straight, I mean, has it pretty nobody, controlled? Yeah. We would Because you never, you know how what I mean. No, Some no, people yeah, no, sneak but, in with the homies. No, when, when we throw any events, we go to any place, we make sure. We uh, let our people yeah, know. Yeah, this is what it is, brother. We're not here to be fight. If you want to go go bang, go to get a gun, go to the streets. Go, stay in your yeah. neighborhood. Don't yeah. come to this hood exactly. right here where we're at. So, so basically, there's a, there's, a, there's a truce or some kind of, wherever you're going, they know you're coming. An when American you don't just, you don't just show up. An adult understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah you because even my homeboys, the youngsters that came, a couple of my youngster homeboys that came, I had to tell them, hey, homie, make sure you act right. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't make you and there bad. were some youngsters there that you could see that could easily that could easily lose their shit. They're one second away. From no, yeah, they're two, three seconds <laughs> from hey, having Blue, your ball. Weren't hit, you surprised how many actual youngsters were there? There was. So it's, it's a lot of people. I was I was tripped out because like, th- truthfully, I didn't even I don't even see them that on the streets anymore. My, like that. my wife tells like me, we used to be. My wife I mean? tells me, hey, is there really? And we live in the hood, right? And I see my homies. She doesn't really. Hey, is there really gangs out there? I said, sweetie, only because we walked away from that life. Those guys haven't stopped. That, so a thing. lot of people that, just, just think don't that see it. yeah, the, the gang stuff hasn't stopped. Just ask a, a homicide detective if it stopped. He's gonna tell yeah. you straight up. He's gonna tell ask you the no. gang task yeah, you ask the gang. It hasn't stopped. The only thing is that when we grow up out of it, a lot of us we're like, not there. We're not there. We don't yeah. see it anymore. Me, I live in my neighborhood. I live in the hood, so I see it, brother. I've seen it from this age to this age. And guess what? The outcome, the gro- the glory that we th- when we were young, we thought Sold. We're, we're gonna join a gang, build sales, we're gonna join a gang, we're gonna get respect, we're gonna do this, we're gonna go to prison, we're gonna- I'm a slang dope, I'm gonna make my and, money. And then what, what happens is, when you win the prize, you know what the prize is? The prize is an eight by 12 sub for the rest of your life, man. Yeah. Or dead. <laughs> Trust That's me, the you have to get along with your enemies in prison. Oh yeah. You have, have to, you, you ain't do, got yeah. no choice. You know, this guy, he would have been one of my homies yeah. in the in joint. That's yeah. what's crazy about that to think, especially when you grow up in Los Angeles and, like, the, the rival gang, but then we get locked up. Oh, we're yeah. the, we're the well, because brothers. In jail, it, it's not just because we're brothers. It, it's really racial in prison. 
at least in California. So you actually have to have somebody watching your back. If you ain't got nobody watching your back, trust me, somebody's coming for your somebody's tennis shoes. Somebody's on your back. <laughs> yeah, somebody's coming for your tennis shoes. Yeah. We're, so. try- we're, we're trying to do this, too, because about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I wouldn't be able to do this. I'd get killed, straight up. Times have kind of changed. I think even us as, as essays, Mexicans, whatever, we're evolving. We're now finally seeing, wait a minute, when I was young, there was no homie like us saying, hey, homie, don't do that. There was more yeah. homies like, here's that, a strap. That's what here's I mean. How do, does anybody do you, look do? at yeah. you guys sideways on it? Or you guys are just so OG, get the pass, where it's like, hey, man, why are you guys up there talking like this? And even I, though you're ex-bangers. And, no, you know? I, I think what it is, first of all, you had to been you had to been a banger. To us, we're like generals. We're generals in the hood at one point or another. And we got that respect. So when somebody's got that respect and is out there doing that, the older guys already know, damn, this fool's got balls. And a lot of times people are like, damn, dude, I never, not, I never knew anybody was going to do this. So we're like the first actual gang members that are from Southern California doing something like this. And no, we're getting more and more help, man. We're, like the Orange County, we got invited. So we get invited to these things. And we go because we're hopefully trying to make it eventually. We have a big, huge thing where a lot of us get there. But my thing is, I'm trying to get Raza to get politically woke. To start voting, to start getting into this, because people say no, voting doesn't do anything. Listen, brother, voting tells you how much the lights cost. Voting tells you how many red lights there is. Voting tells you how many stop signs there is. Voting tells you how much gas is. Voting tells you everything. But Raza, don't vote. They just, nah, it's not for me. It dictates every part of your life, and I'm trying to get Raza to get woke and to start voting. I love that you're doing that. What about doing things in bulldog territory up north? Is it something that American Cholo can expand to? Because I personally can see you guys I can (laughs) see you guys going global with this because what you do like is just beyond my, I get chills dog literally (laughs) thinking about (laughs) it. Because like growing up where I grew up, you guys look like my cousins, for God's sakes, first off, you know what I mean? And then it's like, I know people like that. So if I'm looking at Sunny, I'm looking at Gil, like, dog, you guys can relate to every type of neighborhood. The yes. only difference is the ones up north, the, the Bulldoggers or the, the North Daniels are going to be like, oh, but wait a minute, they're Sudanios. I- no, it's, you know, what? We, we deal with them, the Bulldogs, too, on the comment section. Yeah. So we have a lot of faithful um, subscribers, subscribers from, from Fresno. From the Bulldogs. We Craig, by of, the way, those are Bulldogs from the Central Valley, if you didn't know that. We have, I understand. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, from all over the place. Ooh, We're from ooh, different ooh, different ooh. states, yeah. different Surenos, Latin Kings. We have a lot of support if, from different people. If you, if you, My thing, too, I kill trolls. A lot of, like, a lot of channels, they leave the trolls in there because they leave the... Con- no, I don't want to have that conversation. If you got nothing yeah. to bring to the conversation, I don't want you in my, in my forum. So, to me... I don't care who you are up north, down south. I actually did an interview with a Norteño. He's actually a right-wing Republican guy. I'll tat it down, but he's he's a northerner. So I'm I'm reaching out to everybody and anybody, brother, because if, if I'm talking about making peace and making unity in Southern California and I can't make peace in Northern California, that's hypocrisy at its worst right there. So to me, no, to me it's bringing unity to all the Raza, regardless of from the Do East. Do you think that West. could happen, though? I've been wait- I, I grew up thinking I would love for that to happen because we talked off air for a sec. Yeah, and, and Blue was like, and we are all saying – we didn't realize that hatred, and, and to go against what you were saying, so you were saying you thought the Northerners were growing up to hate the Southerners, and I grew they up were. in the North. But look, <laughs> at, you guys are all from the South saying that. I grew up in the North, and guess what? I, too, did not know that there was a hatred towards the South until I was the same age as you're saying. In about high school, when you get old enough to be like, yeah. wait a minute, so it's not like we were raised that way. And you know, so I, and I, my brother was in prison when I was six. Well, this is, my, this is my impression, it, it is... There is no Norteños down here and down south. Once you so, come down here. So we don't hear it. We don't hear that. 
up there, there is Sureño. So there is. They There's are a group, and we knew exactly where they were. Right, and you knew that at a young age. See, and you knew not to go over there. Right. You know so what I'm saying? Like, I, well, I wouldn't no. go there. We didn't know that. That was by a park dog. Well, because the Norteños don't represent out here. Out there, they would represent, and we'd be like, okay, we ain't going to that neighborhood. We ain't going to even play. And then we'd have baseball games. I remember playing at Powell Little League, and we knew some of the families that come over there, and they were like, oh, those are those cats. And the crazy part is, this is what's so stupid, is they're the same just like all of yes. us. The same yeah. little vato that put his socks on the same way, and well, it's like, why do we act like that? That's why I say that up north, they're more bred raised to not like Sureños. But it's not... The and thing- down here, we don't hear about them until we're already starting to hit the system, starting to get busted. That's when we hear about it because other than that... Maybe because they're down there, down... Up, yeah, because up, we don't have no Norteños. North- but what it is is they don't hate Norteños. They, they just hate that gang. But that gang is called Sur. That gang is called North. I hated his gang. His gang was called Elmwood. It's just a, a face we put on them. So it's not that they so much hate Sur. They just hate a certain gang. And I, when I talk to Norteños, they say, I'm cool with the with the Southern Hispanics down South, but I don't like these guys up here. They're paisas. Why? Because he's, he's an enemy. That's why you say that. That's the only reason. And it's funny. That's how I grew up listening to him. Like, they're thinking <coughs> they, they, those are the paisas that, over that, there. And, and that's what they've been fed to it's think. so funny. And then to go back to your, your question about unity and all that, I think that I think we can. I think there is a route to get because we've all been at that barbecue, all drunk, maybe you 20-some years ago, and we're all oh, saying, we, we, we need to get together. We need to do something. We need to do something. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to do something for We need to do something for the raza, and we're waking up. We're saying, no, we're going to try it. We're smoke, going to attempt to actually unify this thing and make it where there could be something like NAACP. They have, we don't have anything like that. And us, us coming on the this show. The Metro program. Uh, no, us coming <laughs> the on the show is actually giving us acknowledgement that we're that we're, we're we are spreading the gospel. You know, oh, I mean? you guys are, dog. Like we, I said, when Blue said it to me, my eyes, we both were borderline teary eyed. Yeah, like dude, seriously, I, 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 I'm not joking to you. We're both like, man, we got to do some stuff with these cats. Well, we were talking too about the 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 Northanians. I'm going to give you a little touch on on prison in a little bit. When I got into Corcoran, I was on a level four. First thing I did is um, they asked me, when you come up to a podium, they ask you, are you a Sureño, a Norteño, what are you, a Paisa? I was like, nah, none of that. Well, they just give me 10 years from being from Elmwood, so I'm not saying I'm from anywhere. Right. But nobody gave me any, any schooling to know any better. Oh, and you went to the Yeah, you're like, well, I got to claim something. Uh, I'm not claiming nothing. I'm oh, not claiming two more years. Give me 10 more years. So they land up. They knew I was a Sureño, so they put me, or a Southsider. So they put me in the cell. On the northern tier, because I pissed him off. He thought I was being a smart ass. Oh. So when I came out of the yard, we came out to go to Chow. I went up to the older homie, he got a big ass brush, everything, thinking of the homie. And I, hey, they call me Sonny from Elmwood. He's like, Los? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, your homeboys are back there. I was like, whoa, crap. That's a Norteño. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, like yeah. oh my God. What did I, I just do? Like, hey, yeah. just kidding. Thank you. So at the same facility, um, they have four phones. They have two and two on each side. Um, and a lot of times the CEOs don't want to racially segregate. So some you have to go to that side sometimes. But the sides are segregated. There's whites and Mexicans and then blacks and others. So what happens is um, I got my phone call on the other side. I want to go talk to my wife. I go there and um, I get on the phone and make my phone call. And some black guy walks up and says, phone check. Now, you got to sign time where you're on your phone. So there ain't no phone check. That's county stuff. But when he's telling me phone check, he's basically trying to punk me. So I'm on the phone, and I'm like, 
I was like, man. So I tell some white guy, hey, call my homies. And this was phone check. And I was like, call my homies. So the guy walks away, but he don't walk away towards the homies. <laughs> he goes the <laughs> other way. And next thing you know, I'm getting in there with the black dude. And I'm getting cuffed. As I'm getting cuffed, I notice another Hispanic next to me getting cuffed. And he was a Northaniel that was on the phone next to me. So I'm thinking maybe he just got caught up. And he was like, you could tell he got into it too. I was like, what? He goes, hey, you're still raza to me. I was like, whoa. He goes, I'm, I'm from up north, but you're still raza to me. And a lot of people don't understand it when on the streets. When, you, when you're in there, your race comes first and then your gang. So, you know, you can you can actually, you're not supposed to associate with them, but if something really jumps off really bad, the Northerners will run with the Southerners, and the Southerners will run with the Northerners. If it really jumps. If it jumps really, really bad. Yeah. And that guy did it. He jumped for me. Yeah. And I was shocked. I was like, what the? You know, because I'm new into the system, not understanding nothing. It's just crazy to think that that system's so real, and it's like, you know, Craig walks these streets every single day out there representing for everyone, Craig. You, you can't know, see his like, teardrop, you know? He got some <laughs> teardrop right Joe. there. And Craig goes out there with his washerman burritos as he hands out in the neighborhoods. And, Craig, we just want to commend you for everything that you do. But all kidding aside, I do want to commend Mark and Craig Wasserman because they do help out a lot of minorities, not only That's Rasa, right. but black, Asian, everyone. And they take a lot of pro bono cases. So as I'm being silly, and it's cats like this that help our communities out. So thank you, Mark and Craig, for overseeing what we do wrong. And being white. We appreciate that. <laughs> and allowing your white him. privilege to we help gotta, us. We, we, need the, te- we need the token white boy. Yeah, that's yeah. him. A couple Jewish token oh, white guys. trying to teach everybody how to STFU. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know the script? Do you guys know the script? What script? The f- high five? No, no, the No, script. that's the high five with the script with Mark and Craig Washington, the Pop Brothers at Law. Don't you guys follow that page? I, I've seen... The little brother. The other one. This one, the other one. No, that, yeah. This one the other, the other yeah. one's him. The other I one's him. The gray hair. On, on some townhouse smoking a big ass blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, he's talking about the law. Don't do this. Don't do that. And, yeah. You know, yeah. That's oh, yeah. And then that's the script. Yeah. yeah so okay. these guys are very well known that's for the, the script. Matter of fact, that's Craig, right. can you teach him the script real quick yeah, so that they can go on their it's, podcast it's, and share it, it with everybody? It's the last 25 words you'll ever say to the police. Uh, when they first come up on you, you first, you first the first thing you say to an officer is, why'd you pull me over? If they don't answer you and they start asking you questions of any sort, what are you doing down this road? What are you doing over here? What are you doing over there? I'm not discussing my day. If they keep asking you questions, am I being detained or am I free to go? If they say you're being detained, you invoke the fifth and then you shut the fuck up. That's right. That's it. That's it. If they oh, want I've to arrest heard that you, yeah, absolutely. the more, I mean, we try to explain. And if you want, if you want, we can come on your podcast someday and explain it all. Oh, absolutely, all, brother. All, absolutely. It'll be a pleasure. All five lines of the script actually have meaning in the law. Yes. So if you stick to it and say nothing else, we're going to have so much better of a time either suing them for illegal conduct, for violence. If you stick to what we say, there's no way they're going to be able to say I was afraid for my life. And what? and like you were saying earlier, we got to just time to are you you mimic. That's why I thought maybe you watched some of it. So did I when they did that. Yeah. You, you mimicked what we actually preach is the it, it's not you're not going to win the argument. Yeah, you're not. They give you a red light ticket. You're going to argue that it wasn't red. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. And it's just you don't argue there. We're trying to keep people safe from getting fucking shot 
in the back and, and shit like that. And it's just, it's, it's horrible. And it's horrible that people may have to, to keep safe. They may have to go with what might be an illegal order. If they hold, if they're detaining you for more than like 10 minutes and haven't told you why they pulled you over, that could be an illegal detention. Right. Right. But that's for already... us to argue yes. after they arrest yes. you. Yes. I think that's for us to argue. That so when you say, phone. why'd you pull me yeah, over? It starts that. the clock ticking. <laughs> well, no, it's it, clock it, ticking. You know, when they have to tell you or how long they're going to detain you before. That's when you say, you know, and then you never discuss your day. And if they get upset over, you knowing your rights, you're going to have a God darn good civil case. That's right. I, what I do when I get stopped or what I used to, I would tell them, um, what you stopped me for? They would tell me whatever, start asking me questions right away. And I was like, are you detaining me? Yeah. I didn't ask you that. Are you detaining me? And then they say, yes, no, or we're not, we're just talking to you. I got nothing to say. Call your sergeant. Yeah. I yeah. won't talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say a word. Um, yeah, I, but I think we learned that on the streets. Yeah, I know well, when well, I was, was a kid, yeah. I, my parents were teaching me that. Well, number one rule. <laughs> <laughs> number one rule is like, don't say nothing to nothing. And, you, you know, and it's funny because I, I, I started training my kids that too pr- prior to the to the proverb of the law and the way they say it because I'd be like, don't say nothing. And I realized that my kids literally don't say nothing. Like, they're like, the cops like, da, 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 da. My, my son's like, no, don't say nothing like that, son. You gotta say like, something. They don't. Like yeah, that. and I mean, like, I mean, at least tell them your name. Like, they don't. They won't you say nothing. You don't even know your name. They don't yeah, even give him a fake name. My son gave him the fake name the other day. We just had my oh, my, my son just just got his oh, his first. Oh, my daughter at school yeah. got caught with her iPhone, and they were telling her um, she wasn't using. She had it in a pocket, but the teacher seen it. Give me your iPhone. Said, oh, my dad said no. I'm not giving you nothing. Right. And my daughter's not the type that. Disrespectful or anything, but she's straight. Oh, I'm not giving you nothing. My dad said, "Nope, that's it." Yeah, Strong girl. She called your dad. You're like, she's good. Well, guys, it's cannabis talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. That's right. <laughs> Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So, if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. We are live with Sonny and Gil from American Cholo on Instagram, YouTube, and all the other fun places. It's the real American Cholos, guys. You know, this is the favorite part of the show where we get into what we call the high five. five. All right. Now, check this out. Before we do, though, I just want to ask you guys, do you guys currently smoke cannabis? I do not. No. I do. You do? I do. But yeah. Sonny does do. I have done CBD. I have smoked before. Yeah, of course. I have done CBD. I do use CBD. Please share the story, the edible story that you shared. <laughs> Can you please share that story? And how many days you were twisted? <laughs> okay. My son has a friend. He's like he's like my second son. His name is Felipe. Felipe, what's up? Felipe gets a job delivering marijuana. Okay, so I've been hearing about brownies. I want to try a brownie. No, I not like you. Cookies. Yeah, I yeah, want right? to try a brownie. I go, I'll back in the bee. All right, cool. Usually if I smoke weed, I get really, really paranoid, so I don't smoke it. But... Edibles, I was. Somebody told me they, it affects you different. So I'm, I'm gonna try it. So he comes back. He gives me a brownie, and I eat the stupid thing. He goes in the house. I eat it. He didn't tell you just like, eat yeah, half of it, a quarter of it. Yeah, yeah ten. Uh, ten. Goes, here's, here's I eat the brownie. Next thing you know, I'm seeing 3D on the TV. <laughs> I'm seeing 3D for three days. Oh no! I was loaded for three for days. Three oh, days. Man. Three days later, we went to Palm Springs to go to the casino. And the whole way I'm driving there, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm still loaded. Uh, I'm just, like, just the, out three of the days. Just those things are going to fly at you when you get to the, oh, no, they're coming at me. <laughs> the, the windmills. Things, the windmills are coming. <laughs> the, whole, the, only good te- the only good part about it was one of the movies I was watching on the first day was, um, uh, what's that? that, that the girl, Matrix. Oh. The girl from uh, Friends, the, the real pretty blonde one. Um, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston. And she had broke up with her old man. And there's a part where she takes off her towel to show that she's sexy. So she's just her butt's just walking away. But I'm seeing 3D. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I like her. Now I got Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, girl. Uh, but that's about the only good part about it. The, I was tripping. So after that, every once in a while, they know I love cookies. I eat all kinds of cookies. So they'll come and Put peanut butter in a cookie, I guess, to hide the taste. And I got some peanut butter cookies. You want some? Yeah. 
Just hook Next thing you know, I, I'm, I'm going You're to, drooling on I the know, couch. Oh, my God. These stupid kids. <laughs> it's I was like, Dad, And they'd so be funny. laughing, you yeah. know, because I can start going in the kitchen looking to eat. Yeah. Uh, they're having fun with you. Like, they're going for <laughs> Dude, it, too. I think that's the funniest shit right there to think, let's get Dad. Oh, and Dad's this big old monster like, okay, I'll eat a cookie. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tranquilizes Rhino, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you at least down, a good huh? 320. You know what I'm saying? You ain't no let's little cat, down. dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, they got me good. They got oh, me good. Oh, that is great. Well, it's always good to hear stories as we have Sonny and Gil from American Cholo. You can find them on Instagram yes. at the real American Cholo. And it is time for the high five. I'm going to say the question, Sonny from Elmwood, you'll answer first. Gil from North Hollywood Boys, you'll answer second. It'll be the same question, just answer it one after another. Question number one, how old were you the first time you smoked weed, and where did you get it from? An eight, I was eight years old, and it was a 13-year-old kid that stole uh, half a joint from his father. Nice, I was six. That's a good age. <laughs> eight, eight, you, you got me there, okay. Now, he good. took us in the little in the little clubhouse that we had, and got some weed. Okay. Oh, that's great. Oh, you did, yeah. And you, Gil? I was uh, I was 11 years old, 86. Uh, in the apartment we were at, uh, one of my buddies had a, his sister was in high school having some kind of ditching party or something. Went over there, and they passed the joint, and I took a toke and kept smoking after that. <laughs> nice. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Eat it. Edibles. Yeah. Edibles. Edibles. That, that has to be the best. With peanut butter. With yeah, peanut butter. So you that know. way I don't got to taste it. Yeah. My my favorite way is a nice joint, man. There's nothing compares to a nice, beautiful joint that you roll it or just pack a cone in there with a nice Corona Modelo and we're rocking, baby. Now you baby. sound like nothing Trump. Now you sound like Trump. It was beautiful. It was great. It was great. It was great. Perfect. It was the best joint it was, ever. It was a great joint. Because everybody said so. He just had the perfect joint. Yeah, because everybody said so. Nothing compares to you. Question number three of the high five with Sonny and Gil of American Cholo. What Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis um in the back of a garage there's no, no nothing too crazy no nothing too crazy it's in the back of a car hiding from the cops my thing too crazy oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy hiding from the cops and smoking <laughs> well because back in the day it was more serious you got cracked with a joint you were going to jail so you're yeah. sitting in the back of a garage on the car smoking, smoking. yeah mine was uh I guess I don't know if it's crazy or not I was in jail I'm going up for parole the next day and I'm still talking up at the vent and I'm smoking out, and the staff comes down, that hits the window. I'm like, what's up? He's like, someone's like fucking Cheech and Chong over here. Then I get out, and I'm more worried about having a dirty test because I was smoking while I was busted instead of, instead of smoking while I was out. So I think that was the craziest oh, one for me. Uh, <laughs> you're going to test when you get out, and you were smoking and I'm when smoking you're in. Be, before I go on for parole, yeah. Right. Well, that's so why you're they like, damn, you. I'm going to pass. Yeah. Oh, really? That's why they want to test you because they want to make sure if you were dirty when you came out, then you're then dirty when you. <laughs> so when you come back, if you're dirty again, so I, I was going through the I was going through the loop in LA County and I see one of my homeboys green eyes and he, and and um, you know there's this older vet in there and he's walking through the cells and and he's like hey homie come here and I'm like what's up you know and I, I don't know what he's thinking you know what I mean but I could read if something's happening right now he's like uh, you know keep through shot for me whatever all right whatever so I'm I'm standing there at the door you know looking left and right and shit I don't even know what I'm looking for. <laughs> But I'm I'm looking out that little window. You know what I'm saying? Yo, There's a little window, and I'm just standing there like, you know, and I'm literally looking back at him, and he's sitting on the shitter, 
You know, there's a, that little half wall, uh, and you know, and, and when you're going through the the loop, and he's sitting there looking at me, and I'm just like there, and then uh, and he's doing something down there, and I'm like, okay, he's taking the shit. I'm like, boom, I'm back and forth. Pulled it out. Oh, dog, he he pulled out. He I, and and I I, I I know where it came from. <laughs> I didn't hey, homie, see the whole. I didn't see the whole thing, but I could hear water flapping and shit and all kinds of things going on. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, what I mean, boom, he stands up and he's got a fucking perfect little thin little pinner joint rolled. All that for a pinner. Hey, dude, it was the littlest joint, <laughs> it right? It was a skunk weed. So I'm standing there and my and my and then hey, it was some skunk weed. Skunk weed. That's what they call shit weed. Yeah, yeah, it like some skunk really weed. some yeah, some really shit weed, right? So then I'm looking, but I'm looking. I've got my face in the window and I'm going through processing. My homeboy green eyes. My homeboy green eyes. Like what's up, hoes? You know, he's like what what what's, what's popping? I was like, and now I know we're already getting ready to smoke a joint, you know. And me and this fool are you know trying to communicate, and I'm like, we're gonna smoke. Yo, wait a it. minute, I just see where he pulled this though. Do I really want to? Oh, yeah, dude, oh, I'm you're smoking. You're smoking. I'm. I'm knuckles deep in it. Ready? I'm ready to go. And um, <laughs> knuckles deep in the shit. Yeah, yeah, knuckles yeah, deep yeah, in yeah, the it, shit. It's already happening. Yeah, I just got there. I just got there. So, so he's looking at me, and I go, "We're gonna smoke a joint right now," you know. And he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute." He comes and he sprayed under the door, you know, a bunch of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, sprayed it. We smoked that joint, you know, and and then, um, you know, I never seen my my homeboy after that because I, I got sent to wherever I was going. I just we, we lost each other. Five years later, that fool calls me back and goes, "Bro, you know, I got fucking, I got busted for you guys." You know, I got, <laughs> he took the hit. I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, when I went and sprayed everything, you know, and then you guys left that that hall." They 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 they, they okay. smelt the weed and they knew that I was trying to cover for you. They knew they were covered for you. I had a good job, bro. They threw me in fucking you know back in the. I started all over. I had to start all over. I, I had a good job in the county and I lost it because you guys you feel good about that blue. Yeah, I know. I said that wasn't my fault. That was your fault, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't ask you to do it. It was your idea. <laughs> all right, Drew. Number five. Uh, I bought him a cell phone. No, How about we do, do number, number four, four, Craig? Can we do Maybe number, four? number four? Mark wasn't now here, that so the best part of the show is here. We will reset <laughs> that long ass story. We are here with American Cholo, Sonny, and Gil. Are you ready for question number Let's four? Let's do this, baby. Yes, sir. High five. High five. What are your go-to munchies when you get high? Oh, uh, I think everyone can answer cookies. Cookies. Any kind of cookies. No, Cookie no. monster. Cookies. Do anybody say you kind of look like the Cookie Monster too? Yeah, I, I, I eat like him too. <laughs> <laughs> cookie, 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 cookie Monster. Cookies. My, my go-to munchies when you're ping, ping. You hear the ding ding man going around. He got soft ice cream. He got nachos, man. That's the best <laughs> one, brother. <laughs> you gotta live in the hood. Yeah, you know this. You know this. You don't hear that in Tali Pelly, man. That's how he hears Webbles. That's the one. That's how they're calling for ice cream. Yeah, everything, dude. Webbles. We got the ice cream, nachos, t-shirts, soccer balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. They got everything but Webbles. It is now time for question number five, and I got to tell you guys, Sonny Gill, you're fucking a lot cooler than Craig said you guys were going to be, because oh, Craig was like, who are these two cholos, Joe? Are they your cousins? <laughs> I'm not even going to show up. <laughs> yeah, 
they, they might have are COVID. You, yeah, Pitt actually said, when Pitt, they walked in, Pitt goes, hey, Joe, your cousins are here today? <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring your cousins to Yo, work Primo, day. They're looking for money. They're looking oh, for that, money. Hey, that was better than what you told me. What, what oh, I that was you, a good one. When I asked her for the trader, where's our trader thinking I'm a big star coming yeah, on, yeah. on my heart? This <laughs> cannabis I talk. And he tells me, oh, it's under my desk, and there's a, stir, there's a, there's a, a slurpee a, with a stick. There's a sippy cup down there. There's a sippy cup with a straw in it. This is right when I for the first time. Yeah, I guess we're like that. He said, "All right, here we go." Crying. I'm like, "Well," and they go, "You know, you're type our type of guy." I'm like, "Well, I figured you're my type of guy too." Whatever. You're asking for a fucking trailer. I'll give you a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> if you think we got a trailer question for you, it's a question. Uh, it's a 15 foot trailer. That's what I get. Here we go. Question number of. five. I'm sorry, huh? Craig, that we're having a good time. My bad. Maybe we should just get right to the questions and not laugh. Let's keep it straight face. <laughs> Let's keep it straight face for the fucking puto over there. All right, here we go. Question number five. Question number, you hear him in the background? Question Don't number get it five. Twisted. Can we get to it? Enough cholo talk around here. You know what, Joe? Wait, wait till, wait till I get in there. You know, hey, <laughs> funny thing is, is when the Jewish guys were on here, you wanted to talk all, yeah. all night, dog. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about hey, Hanukkah camps. <laughs> hey, let's light eight candles together. When you light your candle, do you go from the right or the left? <laughs> I'm like, what? The, then afterwards, you're like, can we light each other's candles? Uh, hey, you know what, Joe. Joe. Hey, dude, my yarmulke got torn. Shut, you got to good... shut your trap and quit lying. Lou's the one who said it. I'm just bringing up the things that I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now when it's other Mexicans up here, well, let me tell you five. the story when I got stopped by the cops when I was 16. Please do. Yeah. That one? I would yes, love to hear it. It was a good one. <laughs> Craig, tell us about it. It was tell a good one, Craig. So, most, most okay, question number five in the high five. five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear number five. Come on, no, tell us your story, Craig. When I was 17. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Question number five in the high five. Oh, we're having such a good time with these two cholos, and I'm not kidding because they are the American cholos. That's right. On YouTube and on Instagram, yes. it's the real American cholos. It's Sonny and Gil. Question number five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, one. Dead, Dead or alive. alive? Who would it be? Five. Have to be fluffy. Who's fluffy? fluffy the big homie. Yeah. Yo, I, got, I would have to. I'd have to do it with that fool. Uh, let me hit fluffy up. Because uh, I, I would actually get high. Well. Just no, no. Just because. Imagine you being high and and playing around with that dude. How bad he would get? Oh, he'd be funny. Oh, dude, he'd, he'd be funny. funny. You know, I mean, he get some questionable things too, but. He'd be funny. <laughs> He's a funny dude right there. Yeah, I, I, I love to, I would love to smoke. I would actually get high just to do it with him. You'd be like, oh, okay, I'm ready to get high. Just okay. to say to do well, it. Well, Blue's going to give him a car. Here now. we go. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. Fluffy? That's the guy. Yeah. That's my boy right there. You calling him? Oh, no, that's we, the big homie. All right. Call. What do you got, Gil? Who would it be? You know what? I didn't even think about this one. I think I'd probably want to smoke with Barack Obama, man. The Obama. I think, I think Barack would let it all loose and just come out and be a cool player, cool brother, man. Like he is, man. I think, well, he already smoked before. You know, we already heard that. He's like, one more time. Okay. Or either I'll that or, or uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he'll inhale this time. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Those are those are both good ones. Well, thank you guys so much, man. Is there anything you guys want to plug before we let you guys go? Uh, Sunny American Troll on Instagram and uh, Boo Boo W Boo Boo W That's American it. No Boo Boo American Troll. That's our third party. Um, Boo Boo American Cholo. I, I, you know, I'm so confused on what the fuck he just said. Yeah, don't listen to him. Okay. <laughs> He's Boo still smoking. He's still smoking. He told me he yelled out from Boo Boo American Cholo on Instagram. 
Shout out to Boo Boo on American Cholo on Instagram. Now, other than that, I just want to thank you guys so much. Thank the brothers for having us on, and hopefully we have you guys on. And uh, just thank you guys, man. I had a great time and your whole crew, man. Yeah, yeah watch you your show, American Cholo. On YouTube. Yeah, guys. Watch your show. You, you, and when you watch it, the good thing is you won't get shot, so it's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> at least right. you'll be watching it from home. Who said home. it? Well, <laughs> hey, who said hey, it? Well, well, you're going to watch it in 4D like when you ate that brownie. <laughs> yeah. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Remember this. If no one else loves you, we, we do. do. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another podcast of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, featuring Sonny and Gil from American Cholo. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.